1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. I am Adam Weinerb alongside Fan Science MLB insider Robert Murray. And we told you we may not have an episode for you Monday. We'll see how the weekend shakes out pre-Thanksgiving. We'll see how the market's moving. Boom, Aaron Nola drops on Sunday afternoon. 170 to 175 million. Try 172 pretty much at that exact midpoint. Interesting deal. Wanted to return home to Philly. Did it. Lance Lindbaum. Drops this morning, doesn't have quite the same seismic effect on the market, but still we figured we'd check in with everybody, reset the market, see where we're at, open Robert's notebook a little bit before the Thanksgiving holiday, and thank you everyone so much for joining us in the comment section, and thank you Robert Murray for making time today, how are you my friend?
2: I'm great man, I'm I'm hoping the internet holds up this time, uh, fingers crossed, as I was telling everybody backstage, I'll even knock on my countertop here so I don't jinx it at all, but free agent market is finally active uh we got some stuff to talk about i know of at least another deal that might be done um it's small i i so i know the player i don't know the team so that kind of makes it a little bit of a challenge to figure out but we got plenty of different stuff to talk about adam winder are you doing good sir
1: I am doing well. Uh, I'm doing, uh, I was fine. A good weekend. I had a relaxing weekend upstate a little bit, ready for the holiday. That's exactly what I'm going to do again. Like, I just had a weekend upstate, and now I'm going to do it again. But before we get to that relaxation point, we got plenty of baseball to reset. Everyone in the comment section uh, trolling me, trying to get me to talk about the Red Sox. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't like the Boston Red Sox, but I'll talk about them. Red Sox fans refuse to entertain the idea of talking about any other baseball teams. Not me. I'll absolutely talk about him. We'll get to the bottom of your questions about our various uh, teams, teams we like, teams we hate, by the end of the show. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. I think a lot of the commenters can attest, um, if you have not yet joined the Discord, there might not be a better time to join the Discord. Uh, Robert's been dropping some exclusive nuggets. In that discord uh, and some of you commenters, some of you join us in that channel during the last show. Some of you joined us between shows. It's been especially active lately. So we appreciate everybody who's become a YouTube member and join that to continue the conversation while we are not on the air. If you haven't yet, it's probably a good time to do so. Um, I think I am taking it easy on the Red Sox. I'm going to be kind. They they need an ace this offseason and they're going to get one. It's just a question of who. I'm sure we'll get to that uh, at some point. Uh, but also, if you uh, are joining us today, you want to know what today's sponsor is before we get going. It's Sleeper Daily Fantasy. Hello, baseball insiders, listeners. We are partnering with Sleeper Daily Fantasy to give new users a first deposit match up to $100. Make sure to use our code FANSIDED2. That's FANSIDED and the number two. It's on the screen when signing up to receive your deposit match. Please remember to always game responsibly. Scan that QR code on the screen to see if you qualify. And, uh, Robert, before we get into the land of theoretical, let's backtrack and talk Aaron Nola a little bit because it did ultimately seem like the Braves went over $160 million, the Dodgers rumored to go to $165 million, so we've heard. But the Phillies come in with a number higher than both of those reported offers, and that seems to be the destination he preferred all along.
2: Yeah, Philadelphia is the place where he spent his entire career, and obviously he's very familiar with it. He's in a winning organization. History of winning, especially recently. And there is a there is a roster that is so good that you basically know it's gonna remain competitive for the next four, five, six seasons, especially with the star power of Bryce Harper and and Trey Turner and and plenty of others. And um there if there's one thing about Dave Dombrowski that has been obvious in every destination he's been, is if there is a frontline starting pitcher that he wants. He will go out and get it. We've seen him do it with David Price in, in different destinations. Uh, we've seen him do it in Philadelphia. Uh, last year, he was very aggressive getting Taiwan Walker. Obviously, first year there kind of didn't work out, but uh, re-signing Aaron Nola was their number one priority. And as soon as that kind of realization, um, right, as soon as that, we, everybody started to realize that in the industry, that's when it became increasingly clear that Nola was going to return Um, to Philly but I will say it like the interest from Atlanta was very very real and I wondered too if some of that aggressiveness with the Braves leaking because you know with the Braves stuff with them never leaks I wondered if the Braves name getting out in the NOLA sweepstakes made Philadelphia bump their offer up even more to get a deal done now because um I think Philly ultimately was Nola's number one destination, but the money had to work. And obviously it did with seven years for 172 million. That's it's a very, very good number.
1: I think ultimately the fact that it was his preference to go back all along changes the narrative of what I expected to be talking about in the wake of this. Like I'm surprised to have not seen the Cardinals there. I'm surprised to have not seen the Red Sox there necessarily, but I have faith that the Red Sox are going to pull a big name, or at least they have to, to be taken seriously this offseason. The Cardinals, I have a little bit less faith that they're going to wind up with a big name because they're the first ones to pivot post-NOLA, and they throw a whole bag of money at Lance Lynn, a familiar name who, if you told me he's going to St. Louis as their pitching coach, I'd be like, oh yeah, culture changer, good call. But he's still in the rotation making money, and in an offseason where you have to nail it, basically every the Cardinals cannot blow a move their first move is guaranteeing a lot of money to a guy who I think. I check the. I think he gave up seventy four home runs last year. I might be a little off there, but I think the numbers in the seventies. Is, is that good? Is that is that good? I mean, did <laughs> yeah. what we saw last year was that good?
2: No, I'll tell you, like, because it, it was really interesting. Lance Lynn's season last year is obviously going into that year. He had been known as a durable, reliable starting pitcher, and then last year was especially the first half in Chicago was a first real sign of things starting to decline for him. And yet he was still one of the Dodgers' top targets at the trade deadline. Obviously, the Eduardo Rodriguez trade didn't work out, but um, Lynn was was one of their top targets. They got him, and they thought that he could be meaningfully better than he was in Chicago, especially since he'd be in a winning environment and, and he's known to pitch better in, in those kind of situations. And started off really well, and then it, it fizzled at the end. And it became pretty clear that he was not going to return to LA and it is a risk with, um, with, for St. Louis, especially since he appears to be on the decline. But that being said, there is no such thing as a bad one year deal. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I will be very curious to see how, um, his pitching style works with Wilson Contreras behind the plate. I, I, Don't know. I feel like that could be a recipe for disaster. But uh, the Cardinals have made it very clear from the get-go that, yes, their priority this winter was to upgrade their rotation, but they were not going to be able to add stars up and down that rotation. They were going to have to add some higher end arms for sure, but also um, some number three or number four types. And I think that's what Lynn is here. And they got the deal done. They were aggressive. And it was funny. Uh, I heard at the GM meetings that Lynn preferred to sign sooner rather than later. I didn't know if that was true or not. Um, hence why I did not say it on the discord or even on a YouTube channel here, but um, obviously the Cardinals were aggressive and got a deal done. And there was a question in here that I wanted to answer. Cause it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, where was it? Oh yeah. From Scott F here. Rob, will you be breaking the news and the small players signing in the Discord before anywhere else? Yes. I will tell you that right now. That is my incentive right now to join the Discord. I will give it, I will put it in the Discord before I tweet it. That is yep, that's my incentive for you guys to join. So Joanne could put the link of the Discord in the chat right here. Uh, She actually just did, uh, our lovely producer. So that is yeah, I would highly recommend joining the Discord because I will do that for not just this signing, but I will do it for other signings
1: as well. So there yes. you go. This will not be the last time that occurs for sure. And like you said, there is no bad one-year deal. Of course, that is true. But you hope that the not bad one-year deal does not prevent the Cardinals from, you know, down the line, somewhere down the line going, ah, I wish I had that extra $10 million for uh, Blake Snell. But unfortunately committed it to our five starter like that. There's no bad one year deal in a vacuum, but if you refuse, you know, the Red Sox committed a lot of money. The chat is talking about Corey Kluber for a reason. Like the Red Sox committed a lot of money to Corey Kluber earlier in the offseason. A bunch of people were swarming around being like the Rays got him right. Like, you know, that might actually be a bargain. Turned out his career was basically over and that was money poorly spent. So even though it was one year, still did not help the 2023 Boston Red Sox compete for a championship. Um, now, we've got one big domino down and one slightly smaller one, even though the smaller domino is larger in stature than the bigger one. Uh, where are the winds necessarily blowing right now? Like, what's next? We saw some Bob Nightingale, uh, Dylan C. Smoke get going over the weekend. I saw the chat asking about him as well. Um, so is it is it a big trade? Is, is it the Dodgers barking around trade targets or, or – Uh, are we close to maybe the dam breaking on a couple more pitcher signings?
2: It's a good question. Um, There's a lot of smoke around the pitching market right now. And obviously there's plenty of different free agent options out there, especially with Yamamoto now being posted and he is going to have a huge market. Uh, And it's going to be, it's going to be a pretty hefty contract that I am pretty sure we'll start with a two uh, with the way things are trending there. And it's basically you have him, you have a guy like Dylan Cease, who is already getting trade interest on the market. And and Bob Nightingale of USA Today, he said that the Dodgers were in on Dylan Cease and having conversations of, um, about him. That is accurate. They have had conversations uh, with uh, the, the White Sox about Dylan Cease. To my knowledge, nothing is close, um, but those conversations have been had. I would not say that Dylan C's chances of being traded are zero. I think there is there is a shot it happens. I don't know the odds of it necessarily, but I would not rule that out. Um, my guess right now is he probably has a slightly better chance of being traded than a Corbin Burns type, um, but we'll have more clarity on that going into the winter meetings, but I would not rule out a Dylan C's trade. Or, and we even heard – uh, their GM Chris Getz said on the record, "Anyone and everyone is available for trade." Eloy Jimenez is getting interest. I'm sure Luis Robert is getting interest as well. There's probably that entire roster is getting getting interest. And by the way, I want to say that Aaron Bummer trade with the Atlanta Braves, yes, that was a damn good trade. Um, the fact that they were able to get five players in return for Aaron Bummer, I mean, that's the thing. Is uh, like he had a he had a down year last year, but if you look at his FIP, if you look at his underlying numbers and his past performance, it looks like they I mean, he looks like he's got a shot to be a really good reliever. I know there was plenty of other teams, teams that were interested in him. Um dating back to the trade down even now, Braves ultimately got him, gave up a haul, but it was all players in the 40 man roster that I don't think they were inclined to keep. And between um between Bummer and then now getting Ronaldo Lopez, that bullpen is looking very formidable in Atlanta for sure. And by the way, I want to clarify this. Like, I'm just saying that Luis Robert is going to get interest. I'm not saying he's going to get traded. Those are two completely different things. I want to make sure I want to make sure that does not get misconstrued. But he's a really good player. And players like that are going to get interest for sure.
1: Yeah, you would be silly not to ask, especially after Gets opened the door to anything and everything. That bummer trade was just a wake up call about how fast baseball moves. Like my I was I had sticker shock reading that like, oh, my gosh, like Shoemaker and Schuster. And I knew Soroka was hurt, but Soroka, it, it's just a throw in and Nikki Lopez. And then you, you really dive into it. A lot of these people took big steps back last year. The Braves had a clogged 40 man and the Braves targeted Aaron Bummer. They liked what they got. So they, 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 you know, the White Sox were willing to take. It may turn out to be pennies on the dollar or it may turn out to be three former top prospects all in the same deal. Uh, for a lefty reliever so it could easily turn out as a bonus Uh, either way shout out while we've been talking a lot of new members have joined the discord and joined us as youtube members uh travis is here morgan is here vdsf luis i'm not sure if any of you are still in the chat but shout out to you if you'd like to join again joanne put that link in there uh for you to follow the steps to become a member of the discord
0: at parker our purpose is simple
1: A lot of great questions. I know you want to open your notebook a little bit. I know you want to open uh, the conversation on what went down on Friday. I guess let's talk about the non-tenders and the trades ahead of the non-tender deadline, too. Um, did anything necessarily take you by surprise? I think a lot of the names you changed hands were people that you had previously mentioned. We were all in the will they or will they not on the Woodruff sweepstakes. Ultimately, the Brewers opted not to pay him a large sum of money in hopes that he could come back in August or September for whatever the 2024 Brewers turn out to be. But did anybody take you by surprise? And, and is anybody garnering interest in the wake of being non-tender?
2: Yeah, I, I think the team that definitely stands out in the moves they made was the Milwaukee Brewers. And it starts with Brandon Woodruff, and it also goes with Rowdy toez And I'll start with with uh, with Woodruff here. Is He ended up um, – Wait, what are you talking about, Canyon Swartz? Pirates just signed a minor league deal. What's that? (laughs) Tell us. You have the
1: opportunity to break it.
2: Yeah, you have the opportunity to break news here. But with Woodruff, like I said on the show on Thursday that I thought he was probably going to stay. And then Friday morning, it became increasingly clear to me and conversations that I was having with people around the league that he was probably going to get non tendered And that was going to be a decision that was really difficult for the Brewers. And I I think it was going to be tough for them to get equal value in a trade. Um, And I I just, I did not see a scenario in which he was going to be traded. And with, with Woodruff too, like they want to have a chance at keeping him like them, non-tenoring Woodruff was not the end of the road for him in Milwaukee. At least that's how they're viewing it internally. They want to keep a chance at re-signing him to a lesser, probably two-year deal because he's going to be off for the 2024 season, most likely. Um, but the interest in him is already like pretty widespread. I don't know the chances of him returning to Milwaukee, but with the interest that's being had, I it might be tough for him to return to Milwaukee. Part of me thinks a team that makes a lot of sense for Woodruff is the Los Angeles Dodgers because they are the Kings of signing these players that um, are going to be off for one season and then keeping them on the team or on the roster for the following season. They did that last year with JP fire and they've done that with other players on the team as well. Um, And I could see them doing it again. I wondered about possibly him going to uh, to Chicago and reuniting with Craig council just my speculation of my own end there. Um, but going And Rowdy Tellez, too, was not necessarily surprising because his contract was, uh, considering his performance recently, was probably too much for the Brewers to, to stomach. So I, I could definitely see the writing on the wall with that. I think a team to watch for Tellez, probably the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, that's a team that is going to be looking for a first baseman. And I think – there's there's going to be interest there I don't know the likelihood of a deal but I think there's going to be interest and in probably conversations had this offseason
1: non-tender deadline always just reminds me how locked in baseball fans really are how they can have a nuanced conversation about any number of names who are objectively like the 23rd men on a roster like we were having Austin Meadows Luis Guillorme talk Daniel Vogelback Adam Simber like there's just any number of guys who like Look, you never know who's going to be the difference maker between, you know, being a wild card roster, being a, a team that could advance in the playoffs. The the thunderous home run that breaks game six could absolutely come off Daniel Vogelbeck's bat or he could just disappear uh, into the ether. You never know. But the non tender deadline is just an annual reminder of how closely baseball fans follow their rosters like Hawks. You guys know every little nuance of these things. And so no, Woodruff is the all star who changed hands on friday but of course uh, any number of these other moderately well-known names could end up having a big impact and uh as far as i know no one has signed or found a new team yet
2: no i i don't think so either although what are we talking as far as non-tenders go just
1: the yeah the guys who all change hands friday although jake bowers goes to milwaukee that's a big one but yeah
2: i will say the the player that i'm teasing that is probably going to sign here shortly he was one of the non tenders. I'll give you that That is, he was one of the non tenders on Friday. So there's a little hint. Um, I am under the impression it would be a major league contract. I still, I still have not nailed the team. I've sent many texts and calls and I have not gotten anything back. So that's kind of annoying, but we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, But fingers crossed. But again, that'll be a discord exclusive before I tweet
1: it. So um, just another reason to join the discord, I guess. More incentive, folks. Just just a little bit more. Um, Well, tons of questions popping in. Everyone wants to hear about their team. And before we get out of here, I know specifically from the Discord, we had some interest in talking about the latest in Cubs rumors. And uh, there certainly are some Cubs-specific uh, weekend chatter. Uh, Otani was linked to the Cubs by the local media over the weekend. I know Bruce Levine said he's hearing that the Dodgers and Cubs may be neck and neck for Otani. Then that tweet got deleted after it was aggregated. But either way, Chicago is in a lot of big markets this offseason. And so I'm wondering, especially because they got, you know, Discord got the first crack at it, if you have heard anything on the way that the Cubs are positioned heading into Thanksgiving and the winter meetings.
2: Yeah, the Cubs – they have an opportunity to be really aggressive here and they're probably going to end up having to replace the bat of Cody Bellinger in that lineup because I don't necessarily know if they're going to have a, I don't, I don't know what their chances are of retaining him, especially with, I mean, if you look at some of the teams that are going to be interested there, like the giants, the Yankees, I mean, there's going to be plenty of competition. And what we do know is that the giants have a lot of money to spend. They want a star, and they also have the Farhan's IED connection to Bellinger. Um, and I, I don't know how much of a factor that's going to play, but um, I mean, familiarity never hurts for sure. Um, and I, I think starting pitching is going to be high up on their radar as well. Um, I, I could see them trying to add a, a pretty, like, highly rated starting pitcher. Although, like, the, the Marcus Stroman thing is really interesting because that decision – going like leading up to the deadline was really like nobody like the Cubs didn't know what Stroman was which way he was leaning and it was um, they're gonna have to try to replace that production as well I've heard they've met with a plenty of different agents at the GM meetings looking for relief pitchers so that could be something to watch here as well uh, I think the Otani rumors are absolutely real in Chicago um, they have the money to to go out and get them. They now have a manager who they clearly believe is the best in baseball with the contract that they just gave them. Uh, you don't hire a manager like Craig console and give him that kind of money. If you don't have intentions on winning and winning big and winning like immediately. Um, they laid the foundation for that last year. And even like before that with some of the trades they made for some of these top prospects and signing Dansby Swanson and some of these other guys as well. Um, So I expect the Cubs to be plenty aggressive. I think Otani is a very real target. But that being said, the information on Shoei Otani is being guarded very, very, very carefully. There is not many leaks here whatsoever because teams are really worried. Like they don't want to leak information about Otani to the media um, just because Otani is very private and they don't, as like Jeff Passon said, they don't want like that getting out to – Um, impact their chances of signing him as a free agent so it's just gonna be a big mystery it's gonna be a lot of guessing and I will tell you this be very very careful on the information that you believe and make sure you like follow like legitimate reporters because this is fake information season and I've seen a lot of fake stuff being thrown out there already so just just beware
1: this is fake information season, but not in the Baseball Insiders and not in the Discord. Uh, we've got you hooked up and we'll help you suss out what's real and what is sus. Um, Look, I would be lying. There's no way to read our chat without knowing that a lot of our audience wants me to ask about the Red Sox. So I'm not going to tantalize them anymore and not do it. Um, I, you know. People are asking if the Red Sox preference is Jordan Montgomery. I think that's an interesting conclusion to draw and one that I've drawn myself in recent weeks. Um, they have made no secret. The in, if, the, if it was a secret before they hired Craig Breslow and Andrew Bailey, now it is the opposite of a secret that they will be in the high level pitching market. I thought Nola made a lot of sense for them, but we learned that, hey, you can't, you know, there's nothing you can do. If he wants to go to Philly and Philly wants him back. So Montgomery, Yamamoto, Snell, which names are feeling the most familiar, the most possible, the most interesting for Boston fans?
2: It's a great question. Everything that I've gotten gotten to learn about the Red Sox right now is that they're casting a wide net with their pitching search, and I would not i I don't know what their price range is going to be though. That's the thing is like they've been pretty conservative in recent years. They've signed guys to short term deals um, with around like a ten to fifteen million annual average value. I want, I don't know if they'll go above that. I, I, I genuinely don't know. And like, we've seen them connected to a lot of these top four agents, but I guess I'm in kind of a wait and see mode uh, with how that ownership is operating just because of kind of how tight the books have been in recent years. So I like my honest answer is like, I, I don't know, and I don't want to BS it. And that's kind of where we're at right now. There is, there is a question though, that I, I do want to answer. It's about the Detroit Tigers I've seen this. I've seen him ask this a couple times Mm -hmm. from Blake here. Um, There was a report today connecting them to Seth Lugo. Um, I am under the impression that is unlikely. I think like from what I gather, more than half the league is checked in on Seth Lugo and that could end up being like a three plus year deal uh, when that's all said and done. So I think that is probably going to be unlikely for the Tigers they are in on starting pitching for sure, um, but I just don't think Lugo is going to end up being their option. But I will say this, I think what they did with Michael Lorenzen last year and how they ended up getting him to be a, a meaningfully better pitcher than he had been with the Reds and even the Angels is going to end up being a pretty good thing in their pocket for these guys that are, that are trying to get their value back in the open market. So I think that's going to end up being something that they can use as a chip and in, in for agency for sure.
1: Lugo and Michael Waka feels like are becoming forgotten free agents in this market so far. So we will not forget them on the baseball insiders. We assure you Uh, another shout out to a lot of people who've joined the discord during the show. Uh, Raymond Scott F Daniel Craig Tyler five more. Thank you for joining us. Um, You folks are the best. You're the reason we do this podcast. You're the reason we hopped on on a Monday before Thanksgiving, to make sure that we got everybody an update before the holiday break. Uh, I think a lot is probably going to happen between, uh, you know, today and the next Monday's show. So we'll be here to recap it and answer more questions. Then uh, shout out to obviously a burner who showed up. I know he's got a job and maybe he can't do the live streams every day, but maybe Thanksgiving week is a little different. Um, just want to do a couple more teams before we sign off. Let's do the raise for obviously a burner. Cause we have not done a raise update in quite a while, and they, they they sometimes play in the big pond in free agency. So any uh, updates on what they're looking for?
2: Yeah, I think their first order of business here for sure is going to be in the Tyler Glasnow situation here. And from what I can gather, there is definitely interest in Glasnow. I think he is a very, very, very strong candidate to be traded. And I think you can look at a lot of different teams here that are going to be interested. Like I've talked about the Dodgers. I've talked about the Atlanta Braves possibly being a fit um i wondered possibly about the cubs um uh, just because of their need for a starting pitcher for sure but that's just me speculating more than anything um but i i think getting glasnow traded is going to be a very high priority for them and at that point they can go from there um but i i think that's their first order of business is in tampa is trading him and i think there is a 99.999% chance he is traded. I, I feel pretty confident about that.
1: Well, close second place behind the Red Sox info lurkers is people wanting to hear about the Mets. We're getting to talk about the Mets, please. We got Yamamoto questions earlier, too. Is it true he is intrigued by the Yankees? Does he love the logo? It's all very complex, but where do the Mets fall into the offseason picture right now?
2: Yeah, the, the Mets, they are... Yamamoto is definitely on their radar I think that is the case for a lot of these different teams I think Yamamoto is pretty high up on their radar though and if there's anyone that's got the money to sign Yamamoto it'll definitely be Steve Cohen and he can outbid the entire market although I think David Stearns is going to be more mindful in spending his money uh, than the previous regime and Stearns is very methodical with what he does he Although he, he he he's methodical. He definitely was methodical in Milwaukee because their payroll um, required it. But now he can be methodical in New York, but also aggressive. And maybe he ends up like spending a little bit more than he's comfortable with because you have Cohen. But he's not going to be irresponsible. And um, I, I think getting that rotation in a good spot is one of their top priorities this winter. Um, I think – um, upgrading just basically all parts of that roster is going to be and overhauling it. Because they've, they've, he's done a pretty good roster purge already in New York. It's not going to be just one or two things they prioritize. It's got to be that entire roster. And Stearns has his work cut out for him. But um, everything that I have heard from people with the Mets is he's very diligent. He's got his hands all over the place, and he's working. And so far, it's been a very good start to Stearns' tender in, in New York. I feel very comfortable with that.
1: I do as well. Uh, final two questions today. Angels fans want to know, uh, is Mike Trout the player who you know is going somewhere else, but you don't have the destination yet? Is that the small trade you're waiting to break in the discord? No. No. Yeah, I,
2: I, I saw that, that report this past weekend, and I don't, I don't see any scenario in which Mike Trout is traded by the Angels. I feel comfortable saying that because Artie Moreno does not want to be the guy he did not want to be the guy who would trade Shohei Ohtani, and I cannot imagine he'll he'll want to trade Mike Trout in the same offseason he's going to end up losing Shohei Ohtani. Um, that would be stunning, and let alone trading him to a team that signs Ohtani like that. I saw the report; that made no sense. I don't, I don't see a scenario in which Trout's traded, and I think that's going to be the last time we hear about that rumor. But that was that's a strong candidate for the craziest room of the off season. And we got it out of the way that out of the way early. So props to whoever reported that.
1: Uh, and then we will wrap. Uh, well, I'll answer this question too. comic things. The Yankees have six catches on the 40 man. Could Trevino Higgy or Ben Rortved be gone? Uh, Higgy is definitely going to be gone. Uh, no doubt in my mind. I was surprised they tendered him a contract, but they did uh, so they could trade him and keep an eye out for the Marlins where Peter Bendix today said, Hey, we're looking for catching help. Well, the Yankees have six catchers, so you might enjoy some of the New York Yankees catching help. Um, so I'm happy. I'm happy to answer that one. And uh, M Neal 115 of the Cardinals getting any top starters. We answered that a little bit earlier in the show. We certainly think they should be, and we don't think the one year deal for Lynn will necessarily be a be all end all other than it being poor optics, but uh watch the beginning of the show we'll certainly talk about the Cardinals again next week for sure before we sign off I'm gonna give yeah go for it I do want
2: to mention one other name for the Cardinals to watch is is Sonny Gray that is a name to definitely watch in St. Louis that is a player that they like awesome
1: well there you go helped you out a little bit more than I even thought we would uh let's go Blue Jays info too before we sign off Daniels asked us a few times any update on what Toronto is looking for
2: yeah, they have been aggressive on both the trade and the free agent markets. And I think they, that is a team that if they if the right opportunity presents itself, I think they could definitely make a splash. And I don't know if it's going to look like Otani. I don't know if it's going to look like one of the top free agent starters. I don't know if it's going to be. But I I don't know necessarily what it'll be, but I think they have the opportunity to, to be aggressive. And they should be a team that we do not forget about this winter, I think they there's a shot that they make some noise and I'm really curious to see what that noise looks like. But that's been the talk of some rival executives in recent days and weeks is that the blue Jays could end up being a team to watch here for sure.
1: Well, one week from today, we'll be right back here trying to make sense of what that noise looks like. I hope I didn't make you, if you started the show mad at me because you didn't think I'd ask about your team. I hope I satiated you. If I didn't, there's no better time to join the discord and join the conversation between shows. I rattled off everybody. We just got Daniel Anderson too. Thanks for joining the discord. Um, A lot of people becoming YouTube members, joining us in the, in the conversation in private to continue it between shows. Uh, So, but from now to next Monday, see us there. Uh, That's where we'll be during the holiday. We will certainly give you as many updates as we possibly can. Uh, Thanks uh, to sleeper again for sponsoring today's show. Sleeper daily fantasy, Uh, the code right on the screen Uh, The QR code right on the screen, the code is fan-sided too. Make sure to scan that and see if you're eligible. Robert Murray, are you going to get any time to relax on Thanksgiving? Are you going to eat even one slice of pie without having to worry about somebody swiping a scoop or no?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, I'm going to be with my girlfriend's family on Thanksgiving. I got my time to relax this weekend uh, because I was actually sick this weekend. I did not have a voice. the, The Basically, my cold hit me during the show last week and my voice was just it was screwed after that. But we're we're back in shape. We're doing we're doing good. Life is good again. Being able to relax. I'll have more than one piece of pie for sure. There is a very strong chance that um, I I think actually the betting uh, sites have it at over three and a half slices uh, for me. And I'm slamming the over on that. So, um, yeah, let's do it, baby. How about you, Adam? What are you doing?
1: I have a big potential acquisition on Wednesday night. Uh, I am a, I am the current favorite for pistachio cannolis uh, at a local Sounds market crazy. in Jersey. I'm really trying to pretty hard to acquire those. I'm quote unquote heavily in on those. So we'll see if we can close that, get the deal done. If I do, that will also be a discord exclusive. I'll go right to the discord and I'll tell you I am eating pistachio cannoli cream uh, and I plan to for the next 48 hours.
2: Well, hey, just make sure Passin doesn't scoopy on that. He, he's got good cannoli sources, apparently. So Passin's is everywhere.
1: Not. Yeah, passes at my local market. I feel like in the in the aisles between the biscuits, looking out and and uh, yeah, trying to swipe that for me. But that that'll be a Discord exclusive for sure.
2: No, we love that. By the way, Passin guy's freaking good. I'll, I'll give him credit. Like, obviously, he's a competitor of mine, but he's also a buddy. He's a friend, and the amount of people that I hear that love him in the industry is not surprising at all it's, it's a lot and it's also feels like whenever i feel like i'm about to scoop him on something he drops it from right on under me that we're, we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen uh this is the off season of bert uh we're, we're gonna scoop we're gonna we're, we're gonna make it happen i got plenty of stuff in the hopper um stay tuned to the discord by the way i'll be dropping plenty of info in there um but no adam winder i appreciate you good sir
1: Robert, I appreciate you. Not a show without you. I just try to feed the information to the parties that requested it. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Again, as always, another big show. Expecting a huge one next Monday, so no better time to get on board. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn your notifications on there. Turn your notifications on Twitter for Robert. He'll let you know when news is breaking. Uh, Come subscribe on podcast platforms, too, if you prefer the audio. Apple, Google, Spotify, we're everywhere. Uh, we're going to take a break on the Thanksgiving holiday, of course, but baseball news never sleeps. So continue to follow Robert. Hang out in the Discord. We'll be right back here live next week, uh, 3.30 Eastern time to recap a probably insane week in baseball news, and then we'll get right back on schedule with the podcast. For Robert Murray, I am Adam Weiner. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next week.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.